SAFM 104 to 107. Well, over the weekend, President Cyril Ramaphosa addressing the G20 group of nations at their meeting in India. That's after the G20 agreed the African Union would become a permanent member of the group. Up until now, we were the only member of the group from Africa. South Africa will also chair the G20 in 2025. Zain Dango is the Director General in the Department of International Relations and Cooperation. And as is described in our lexicon, South Africa's G20 Sherpa. Mr. Dango, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. There's always, a, there's always a lot going on in these summits. Uh, what do you think came out of it for South Africa? I mean, obviously, it's a big move to include the AU. We'll be pleased at that. We like to support uh, the rest of the continent. What other benefits do you think will come from it? I think um, the AU inclusion as a permanent member is a big move. South Africa proposed that together with a few other countries. And, and you know, I did negotiate it because it wasn't a done deal. Some countries had concerns, particularly from Latin America. Um, who, who are most likely now going to push for the inclusion of you know, the Latin, Latin American grouping of states. But I think there was other um, important issues that emerged from this particular G20 summit. One was it was a consensus um, outcome. So there was no footnote on any of the issues as the case was in Indonesia last year. And this includes um, consensus agreement on approaches to geopolitical conflicts, including the, the war in Ukraine. And this allows us to work as a G20 on the peace process. So what was put on the agenda of, you know, squarely at this G20 was um, peace is important, um, accountability is important as well, but it took, a, you know, um, there was a move away from, you know, people wanting to reprimand as opposed to working together as a bloc on peace initiatives. Um, of course, for South Africa also, the just um, transition issues was confirmed by the group. So, uh, you know, acknowledgement that climate change is, is a threat to all, but that we do have differential responsibilities in ensuring that we we meet the challenges of climate change. Um, again, that was a, a long um, you know, area of negotiations, but again, agreed on the basis of consensus. So I think that's been the key takeaways. You talk about uh, the, the, the conflict in Ukraine um, has a direct impact on us because of food prices. I understand conversations at the G20 about issues around fertilizers. For a lot of people, the Black Sea grain deal is very important and whether or not Russia will reinstate that. Uh, do you expect much progress to come from the G20 summit on those issues? I mean, food prices, I don't need to tell you, uh, Dr. Dango, a huge impact on us. Yeah, so they were the... In the geopolitical paragraph, a very clear call from the G20 that the Black Sea Grain Initiative be reinstituted. In fact, it goes on to say that you know the the food market must be opened without any um, you know for fertilizers and and um, you know and grain should be opened without any undue um, hindrances from from all, including Russia, the the EU and Ukraine. So all the blockages were discussed. And there's agreement there again that together with the UN, the G20 will ensure that this happens. It's interesting to to, to look at our sort of geopolitical uh, position in the world, Mr. Dungle. I mean, it must be fascinating to be in your job at the moment. So we have the G20 summit. We're a part of that. The G20 includes countries like Russia and the US. There was the BRICS summit. The president was praised by leaders of the BRICS countries uh, for his role there. We have the AGOA summit still to come soon. I think that's going to be in Joburg, if I remember correctly. Um and yet we have at the moment, so we're part of, of all of these things, AGOA and BRICS, the G20, 
at a time of these tensions between the West and Russia and sort of the US and China, I say that quite carefully, <laughs> is it tough being in the middle? It's tough being, you know, in a situation where we are not part of the geopolitical tensions. You know? So we, we, we even had to mention this in the G20 negotiations, that even at the G20, many countries found themselves in the manner in which the negotiations was flowing um, in in the middle of mediating between geopolitical tensions between the big powers. And this includes you know, the US and China. And once we made that statement quite openly, we found that the big powers were beginning to listen to what um, the emerging market countries had to say. Um, because what you know, South Africa is not in a unique position. You find that Indonesia, India, Brazil, all of us are in the same position. Um, we, we we tend to be um, you know non-aligned in, in in the particular war, but we are multi-aligned um, in a sense when it comes to participation in the G20, as you mentioned, the Goa um, and BRICS. So South Africa, like many of the other emerging market countries, um, you know, we don't rely on you know our, our economies or the military to influence the world. We, we rely on the, the the functioning of the global governance system. Um, to make our voices heard and to influence um, positions in the world. So that's why we felt that, you know, we needed to work very hard in all of these uh, this fora and, and not to use them for geopolitical tussling. It seems to me, Mr. Dungorn, and maybe I can say more than you can because I'm not a diplomat, but it seems to me um, that we need to be quite careful of looking at the big powers trying to influence our views on things, whether that big power is China or Russia, or the United States, as ordinary South Africans, we actually need to be very aware of attempts to influence us. Yes, that's that, that's clear. You know, you because the big powers are involved in a long geopolitical tussle for sphere of influence in particular regions and particular issues, um, whether it's the you know conflicts or whether it's um, containment strategies of one country by another for economic purposes. Because remember, there's also a, a, a huge um, engagement by the big powers around um, dominance in the economic um, sphere. So we do have to be conscious of how this impacts on us and how we may or may not be pulled into one position or the other. Uh, And that's why we're very careful in in how we're engaging with them. The good thing about the G20 and also BRICS for for, for that matter is that emerging market economies are beginning to make their voices heard in as much as South Africa and Brazil and India have been doing it historically. So there's more voices coming on board that have more clout together with us to to make sure that we can shield ourselves from these kinds of machinations. Zane Dungal, thank you very much indeed. Really appreciate it. Director General in the Department of International Relations and Corporations and South Africa's G20 Sherpa, and more diplomatic than I am.